I do not own the rights to this music. What's going on? It's your boy Mike Maul. This is the Maul It Over Podcast. Today, today, today. And so today I want to talk about being grateful. You know, uh, sometimes you overlook the things you should be grateful for. And as I was like just thinking back on some stuff uh, that has happened and hasn't happened in my life, I just think about how like I should be grateful for a lot of the things that I had happen. I told y'all earlier that there was a time I should have, I'm supposed to have started the book already, but I didn't. I know, I know. Get on me later, but but I should have been a statistic. And when I think about this book, I think about also how grateful I should be that I'm not a statistics, but I was in a situation where I should have been. I should be grateful for that because had it not been those things that would take over and shape and mold me, then where would I be? Who would I be? What would I be? You know, it's a lot that goes into being you. And you sometimes overlook or look at some of your past traumas or tragedies as things that you know you wish you had never went through or wish you could have never seen or never done. Whatever the case may be, I'm here to tell you, look at those as building blocks. Everything that has happened to you has put you to be the person who you are, be it bad or good. If it was bad, why is it bad? What can you do to turn that around? How can you make a positive spin on whatever has happened to you in your past? A lot of people have become authors, playwrights, singers, songwriters, theologians. You know, they begin to study uh, the works and things like that. You know, you have people who have just went in all type of directions, man, and tried to build and bring things to the forefront from what their past may have taught them. <clears throat> A lot of times we overlook the smallest details of our past. Like, remember them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Or, in my case, don't judge me now, sugar and mayonnaise sandwiches? Peanut butter and syrup sandwiches, syrup sandwiches, cinnamon and sugar toast, cinnamon toast, rolled bologna, rolled bologna and cheese, or sometimes just a rolled up piece of bread. Had it all. And because of that, I appreciate a lot more the little stuff that I have gotten and have become so grateful for the opportunity to have had any of these things happen. We had a talk on the podcast before where I said or where I was discussing how we made our kids weak. And then after talking to one of my dudes, I can't even remember who it was because I want to give them credit for what they said, but I can't remember who said it to me. But they said, I think it was my dude, Jay Mo. Anyway, they said, uh, strong men make weak men because we want to be strong for them so much that we taking away their ability to do sometimes or their ability to attain. And it's because we don't want them to go through what we had. Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. A lot of times we have weakened our next generation. We have taken the legs from them. And then we complain about the legs being took from them. But anyway, we ain't going to get into that. We Today we're talking about getting yourself in a position and preparing yourself to go to your next level because you now are recognizing 
everything you should be happy for. I was listening to a Steve Harvey uh, TikTok, and he was talking about how you know you start off with twenty thousand, then you keep working, you keep working. Well, you want fifty, so you ask for fifty. Eventually, you get to fifty, but you ain't happy with the fifty. Now, let's remember, you just was at twenty. You got the fifty. Now you're trying to get to a million. The ultimate goal is a million, but you only got fifty. Well, guess what? That's 50 more than what you ever had before. Be grateful for what you got. I will never, ever forget when I was complaining about my life and expenses and my credit and how I couldn't do this because I ain't had the money to do that and everything. And God showed me the homeless man sitting in the doorway on uh, Mill Street. And he said, this could be you. And immediately I shut up and I became grateful because everything that has happened has pushed me and catapulted me to be better. It's not in your struggle, it's how you go through it. I'm telling you, it's not just getting through it, should I say, it's how you get through it. That stuff made made me, and I'm sure stuff made you. It's a lot of stuff you're going to go through in life that if you don't learn how to deal with it and overcome it, it will continue to destroy you. Not only will it destroy you, it will destroy your family because... You equate everything to a generational choice. I mean, I'm sorry, generational curse, as some of us like to call it, instead of a generational choice. Now, being broke is not a generational curse. It's a generational choice. If you want money, go get it. Ain't nothing stopping you. And now is a time better than ever to, to chase it to go for it, to get after it, grind, bet on yourself, go harder for yourself than you ever did before, invest in yourself, the one thing we all, not we all, because there's people who've been very successful, but a lot of us lack is the ability to not only invest, but believe in ourselves, we better than that, we are better than that, we can reach any top any mountain, any height that we set in front of ourselves if we believe. Matter of fact, if you get technical, you know I got to take it there. The Bible says, in most of Jesus' blessings, he says, because of your faith, because of your belief, certain miracles was taking place. Because you believe, you must first believe. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a monumental statement. That's in everything, you must first believe that you can. It's one of the biggest principles of faith is belief. Without even knowing you, without even being able to do it, you got to believe that you can no matter what. That nothing is going to stop you from attaining the goal in which you have set out because you believe in yourself. You do that, it, it, it's, all things are possible. But you got to believe. You got to take all that stuff that you thought wasn't no good. I don't care if you was touched. I don't care if somebody said something to you. Heck, I ain't the only person who teachers told that they wouldn't make it out of high school, said they wouldn't make it past 18, said they'd be dead, said they'd be in jail, said they didn't have a chance of a future. I didn't hurt at all. I ain't the only person teachers told that to. I remember I told the teacher sixth grade I was dropping out because I was tired of hearing them talk to me crazy. And I said, nope, I will not let y'all defeat me like that. I'm telling y'all. Believe in yourself. Don't sell yourself short. 
continue to do what needs to be done in order for you to be great. Look at the small things that you have overcome and use them as victories to catapult you to your next level. Stop complaining about not having your mom, not having your dad. Guess what? You ain't got them, but you still here. You still doing things. And just because you didn't have them in your life don't mean that you won't be a great mom or a great dad. Remember what you didn't have and use it so that you don't create that void in someone else's life. I used to always want Jordans when I was a kid. I had the finest pair of Pro Wing 3000s. Puma, no, I didn't even have Puma as a kid. And I like Puma. Puma not even a non-name brand. But I would have, man, you know what I would have done for some Pumas? I had some Pro Wings, some Spaldings, and the old faithful Everlast 5000s. And I hated them. I even had the Everlast with the lights. And it was like, it was LA Gears, but the lights was on the shoes. And on the LA Gears, you could take the light out and all that stuff on the ones that I had, on the ones I wanted. So when I asked for them, <laughs> I got the Everlast with the, uh, with the lights that didn't come off. But I used to lie to my friends and tell them that they did just because. I thought it would be be making me look like I was cool and like I had all the stuff. That's how that's how I used to do it. I ain't gonna cap it. It's a true story. It's like when you would have your back to school experiences. Uh, when you know you had to get back to school, and the first thing you got in your English class, they say write about your summer trip that you took or your favorite thing you did this summer. I used to lie my butt off. I went to everywhere that I had never been in life. Matter of fact, I remember I was writing about going to Arizona and stuff. I even went and looked it up, did a little history on it, found out what was there, looked up some of the streets, did all that to make it look like I was really there. I ain't been to Arizona yet, and I'm 39 years old. I've never been to Arizona. But if you could find that paper I wrote in third, fourth grade, you're like, man, this dude, he, he, he must have been somewhere. He knew a lot about this place. I just ain't want to look crazy. But now I'm taking my kids all over the place. We're going to New York, Chicago. We will go to Arizona. They already been to Disneyland. They already been uh to, to Epcot. They already been to all those places. And we will continue to go places. We're going to the West Coast next year. We will do everything that I didn't do, but I'm gonna make them have to work for some of this. I got to. I want them to appreciate it. I want them to appreciate it the same way I did. We never went nowhere. When I went to Cedar Point, I was 20 years, 19 years old. I never went to Cedar Point before then. When I was supposed to go to Cedar Point, when I was doing when I was doing my little runs for my uh, dude George at the corner of East Avenue and um, East Avenue and Copley, if you know, you know. Uh, we was gonna go, but he ended up getting busted like the day before we left. And he was going to take a group of us. But, you know, he ended up getting busted and that, that went down that way. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so I ain't going to talk 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. I remember the first time I ever went, uh, I was, I, yeah, first time I ever went, I was 20 years old. But, anyway, I, uh, I just was thinking, like, man, you know, I'm about to take, my kids there, they already done been to all these amusement parks and all over the place. And I'm like, but what did they gain? Like, how did they have to work for this? How did they, 
what they're going to take from this other than the memories. Now, some of the memories come free. Don't get me wrong. It should because that's my job as a parent. To give you something to remember when you get older so that you want to do the same, if not better, for your children. But I also want you to remember, like, my dad didn't just let us go. We had to work for it. You know, we had to, you know, do our chores. We had to finish our workbooks. We had to read two books uh, for the summer, you know, because you don't want your kids just sitting around doing nothing for the summer. Like, make them do some type of school class work. You know, they say about it, when, after school is out, 20% of everything they learned in school already has evaporated. It's just gone. They don't even remember. So I try to keep my kids where they got to either read two books or, like, in my daughter's case, I get her a grade-level workbook and tell her to finish it. That's her goal. She want to go somewhere, finish this workbook. You want to go outside this week? I need five pages. You got to give them something to work for. They might not like it. They don't. She hate it. She gets so mad. Her face get all scrunched up like a tennis ball that been ran over by a diesel truck and split in half. But look, you'll appreciate it when you get older. You'll appreciate that you got uh, discipline to stay in and do your work and get everything done and then go play, then go party, then go do whatever because eventually you're going to get in college. If you just party the whole time, you're going to miss the most important part, which is doing the work. Trust me. Been there, done that. So I'm trying to save my kids from going through some of what I went through in that aspect. But I'm trying to also put them in some position, positions that I never had to go through, such as doing the workbooks and everything. Because I know had I had to do that, I would have been ten times better. I'm just trying to create better lives for them all the way around. But I want them to understand while they're why they're living the lives they're living. Now often I point them in the direction of my sister saying some of her accomplishments and you know things she's done which I feel like my sister's pretty awesome. But this time and from here on out I'm thinking, hey, I done done some pretty awesome stuff too. I might not have thousands and thousands of this and that. But I got a story, and it's worth telling, and it's worth using to help my kids be better. They said a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from others. I'm not trying to learn from my own no more. I've been stopped that. I try to learn from people who already been through what I went through or been through what I'm going through so that I can be better and treat my kids better and show them a better time in life and in the world. Because there's so much that they can get lost into. Y'all see these agendas they pushing. You got to stay on your kid. You got to be vigilant. You got to make sure that you watching what they watching, seeing what they seeing, even when they sneaking. And they got these little hidden chats and hidden texts where you can ghost text. We got to get into all that. You got to uncover all that. Don't ask your kid to see their phone. Just walk up and take it. Don't even give them time to plan for it exit button just walk up and take it and see what they're talking about i took my phone my son's phone the other day he in there doing something with role playing and it was all weird i said man get out of this this is stupid don't do this don't entertain this so you just gotta be careful be mindful of what your kids is watching and what they seeing and not just what they're watching and seeing what they believe in be mindful of everything that's going on in that aspect because man i'm just saying it's crazy and and the more we ignore some things, the more the, the devil is pushing agendas, not just, you know, obvious ones. The devil is pushing agendas that don't look so obvious. He's teaching your kids to sneak and do this, sneak and do that. 
They, they, they teaching your kids how to get away with stuff. They're teaching your kids. I mean, just listen to this music. The music itself is enough to make you go crazy. So I'm just saying, be mindful of what your kids is watching. I, I wasn't starting about that, but I don't know how I got there, but that's where I went with it. And, and most importantly, to, to, to all my points, just think of it like this. Everything you went through shaped you. Everything you went through unlocked something in your mental and your psyche that made you who you are. If you are very strong, very, very unique, a very whatever, it's because of whatever you went through. You can't let bad experiences result in bad life moments. Something bad may happen. Take that bad, put a twist on it, and see how can you make it good or better. How can you change something? I'll tell you, or I've told you, you sometimes the rule of thumb is you can't change what you don't control. But everything that you can control, you can change. Do what you got to do, make the change and be successful in what you're changing. Think about all the things you've been through and be grateful. If you was only making 10,000 last year, but now you're making 12, be thankful for the increase. The Bible says, be faithful over few and I'll make you ruler over many. That means be happy about the little bit. And as you slowly start to gain momentum, be excited that you're gaining. God gave us all abilities to do things, to grow. You remember the story of the five, the 10, the 20, and hey, what did y'all do with it? And everybody came back with double except the five because he was lazy. He didn't do nothing. What are you going to do with what you've been through to not only help you, but help somebody behind you? Your platform, I mean, yeah, your, your, your platform can become somebody else's pedestal. Your peak can become somebody else's pedestal. You know, where you stop at, the next person, your next generation, your son, your son's son, your kids' kids, your, your uncle's kids, your cousins, whoever is coming behind you is looking. And if we ain't careful, they will truly be a lost generation because they will not understand any values of life. It's not just about having nice clothes, shoes, cars, all that no more. If all you value, if you think that you are the most important thing in life, then you need to check yourself. Once you understand that life is not about you, you have reached a pinnacle. You have reached a high point in life. And once you start doing things to help others do better than you, you have reached ultimate maturity in my book. These are just my opinions. Again, this is the Maul It Over podcast, and I am Mike Maul, and we just mauled it over. Think about that. Y'all know what it is. That's my time. Peace. Trying to bless you, let it go. Let it go. Your whole life is in the threshold.